What's going on, guys? Welcome to Growing Up Latina. I am your host, Allie V, and I have my Fortune and Forks sister, but she does more than Fortune and Forks, guys. Let me introduce you to Crystal Vega. Hey, y'all. Yo, by the way, I don't know why I always say your name. I just, I never just say Crystal. I'm literally like Crystal Vega. It's like a power name. It's got a, it's got a ring. Yeah. It's got a ring to it. <laughs> <laughs> so talk about a little bit with what you do, because you're not just you know, a founder of, co-founder of Fortune and Forex. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm an entertainment host for television and digital shows and co-founder of Fortune and Forks, which is a women of color resource group. And then I also recently founded, well, like two years ago, founded my own um, business. It's Cococitas, yes. which we will talk about. Yes. Um, and that is pretty much like a travel line. Mm-hmm. And um, how did you even get started into all of this? Because you and I actually have something in common, right? We were both at SiriusXM Radio. Yes. Girl, that's so, literally how I got started. Yeah. So I started, I want to say, at SiriusXM years ago. Mm. And that was my first, like, actual internship in the media industry. Mm -hmm. And... When I first started there, I used to intern at a morning radio show. I think I used to get there at like 5 a.m. or 6 a.m., one of the two. Mm -hmm. And it just helped me build so much character. Yeah. So I was there from like 5 a.m. until 10, 11 o'clock, interning in the morning. And then- 5 a.m.? Yeah, yeah, like 5 God. or 6 a.m., one of those two. So you were waking up at like 4 or something. Yes, and Jesus. catching the bus. Wait, um, where were you living? Manhattan, Hell's okay. Kitchen. Okay, so I'm born and raised in Hell's Kitchen. Got it. And you are, just so that people know. Uh, my ethnicity? Yes. I'm Puerto Rican and black. Love. And who's Puerto Rican and who's black? My mom's Puerto Rican and my dad's black. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I used to catch the bus in the morning to go to Sirius XM. I would work there till like 10, 11 o'clock. I would go home, take a nap, and then I would go to work at Tao Downtown. At like Sometimes mm -hmm. I would clock in at like 5 o'clock and then I'd be done by like, 12, 1 a.m., I'd go home, take a nap, and do it all again. So oh I was God. literally living that nap lifestyle Yes. for, I want to say, one or two semesters back to back. Mm -hmm. um, but SiriusXM was really freaking dope. I learned a lot from there, and I actually took the internship because I knew I was going to learn a lot. Like, I mm -hmm. knew, it's so crazy, the way I planned out my career is exactly how it happened. So, like, when I went into SiriusXM, mm -hmm. I was like, I want to be on camera. Wait, did you know anyone in the building at this time? No. So what I did, I just applied online. Okay. And miraculously, they emailed me and I was like, absolutely, I'll come in for um, an interview. Went in for the interview and I got it. And like, from there, I was like, oh, it's lit. So when I was at SiriusXM, I told myself, even though I don't want to be on radio, I'm going to go in here and I'm going to learn how the radio industry works and mm -hmm. I'm going to learn how to record audio. I'm going to learn how to edit audio just so I can make my own show mm. because I need to make a reel. But you had a plan already. I had a plan and I went right. in there with that plan yes. and I learned it. Until this day, I could break down audio on, um, what is it, Audition, Adobe Audition. Yes. I could break down audio on Adobe Audition, edit that shit myself. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I went into SiriusXM with the plan to like, mm -hmm learn how to create my own show because mm -hmm. I wanted to be on camera. Um, so SiriusXM was really dope. And then while I was there, I started at more of like a pop and like talk show, morning mm -hmm. show. And it was really cool. But of course, I wanted to intern um, with Sway in the Morning. 
Yes. I know. So and dope. I actually interviewed for it. I don't know if you, you want to hear that story because it's actually jokes. Wait, wait. Of course, of course <laughs> I want to hear this story. What do you mean? So <laughs> let me tell you, it was terrible. I bombed the interview, but I always tell, I like to tell this story because it really told me something that I'll never forget. Mm. So like I told you, you knew my schedule, right? Like I was living on naps. So I would go home, nap, go to intern, nap, so on and so forth. Thankfully, my superiors at the morning talk show knew that I wanted to be on um, or work with Sway. Right. So they put my name in the bunch. And eventually, one day I was sitting in the hallway. And granted, I didn't know how to, I guess, not I didn't know how to, but like I didn't necessarily watch Sway in the morning. Mm -hmm. um, but I just knew who Sway was. Like right. he's a part of the culture. Um, so I was like, ah, this, is, this is my lane. This is where I want to go. Right. So one day I was sitting in the hallway. I was about to clock out. And the producer, no, the DJ had passed by like, hey, you're Crystal, right? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, do you want to come interview for Sway in the morning? And I was like, yeah, sure. He was like, today. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> so fast forward. I'm like, yeah, sure. I wasn't about to say no. Right. And, but at that time, he was like, yeah, I'll see you at like 1030 or like 1130, something like that, he said. That was mm -hmm. like two hours out or something. Mm -hmm. And at that time, um, I was finishing up my work. So I was like, all right, cool. I got a couple minutes to finish up my work. I'm going to go upstairs. I'm going to do some more research and be a little more prepared, like just in case they ask me whatever, whatever. Um, and as I'm there, I also, I should mention that I had submitted my resume like a week or two before. Okay. And I heard nothing. So I was like, oh, okay, maybe they just, whatever. Right. So I was completely caught off guard. So finish my work, I go upstairs, then I get a call after being upstairs for like 10 minutes and I'm like trying to do research. They're like, hey, do you want to come down now? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> so I go downstairs uh -huh. and I end up sitting there much longer than what I thought. I was like, I should have just stood upstairs like doing my um, research. Uh -huh. Long story short, go in the, in oops. No, you're fine, you're fine. Long story short, I go in the interview and I bomb it. Mm -hmm. Right. But Sway was really cool about it. Like we talked about, I think we were talking about like Italy because I had just came back from Italy the summer before. And they had asked me like certain questions that I was like, oh, well, you know, like I really haven't had the time to like look at some something. Right. It was something. And I just wasn't prepared. And he was like, well, you submitted your resume. Right. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, well, then you knew you wanted to be here. Right. Mm -hmm. So basically his point was, why weren't you ready? And I was like, mm. you know what? You're right. And that right there told me I will never be caught slipping again. But how did you feel after that? Because that's like a I didn't moment, feel bad. Right? You didn't? I didn't feel bad because the way things happen. Right. And I like to think that I'm a spiritual person. And the way things unfolded was like, I was like, ooh, God, you want me to have this or not? Because you're playing games right, right now. Like the <laughs> right. way everything just kind of like rolled back to back. Mm -hmm. So I didn't feel bad. It just taught me like, stay ready so I don't have to get ready. Mm -hmm. And that was that. And that just stood with me and it set me up for every other opportunity that I had. If I ever submitted myself to something, I was doing the research that night. I wasn't mm. waiting until I got that call. Mm. So. That's a good lesson. Thanks, <laughs> yeah, we love Sway. Who was Crystal Vega before you got into Sirius XM? Like, what was like high school like for you? Um, What was high school? Like, I feel like you were like fun. a popular girl. Were you like that girl? No. I mean, you give me I always vibe. think I was that girl. Yeah. I always thought I was that girl. <laughs> you give me that vibe. But, um, I mean, 
I guess. I don't really yeah. know. Like, I know a lot of people. In but did you know you wanted to, to be in, like, entertainment? Like, was that was that always a passion of yours? No. I actually wanted to be a lawyer. Really? Yeah. So I went to wow. high school for leadership and public service. Okay. Because it was, like, the sibling of Syracuse University. And I wanted to go to Syracuse University for law. Okay. So when I was um, at leadership, that was that was my plan. I was like, okay, I'm just going to go to school for law. I'm going to go to Syracuse. And high school was fun, yo. Like, high school in New York is so different from anywhere else. Like, yeah. my high school was in an office building. Mm -hmm. So um, it was lit. It was it was pretty crazy, but it was yeah. It was a good time in my life. Like, I would, I would not go back, but right. it was cool. It was good. And experience. what was, like, family like for you? Like, when you told them, okay, now I, I want to intern at Sirius, like, were they accepting of this or... Yeah, surprisingly. So, like, my mom, all right, so I wanted to go to Syracuse, and then my mom was like, just do a BMCC for two years, get your um, associates, mm -hmm. and then go get your bachelor's. So I listened to my mom. I did, I did that as well. I listened, and I was like, thank you, Lord. That was the smartest decision I ever made because it gave me time, and I saved a lot of money. Like, I Good. don't owe too much in loans. Mm -hmm. um, so while I was at BMCC, I realized that, I always wanted to be in entertainment. Mm -hmm. I just never knew the path to it. Right. Like growing up seeing um, Taina on Disney, like really wanted me, like it really made me want to be on TV. And I was like, I could do that. Like that could be me followed by Raven. I was like, I could be on TV. <laughs> and of course, as you get older, those kind of like dreams suppress a little bit and they kind of hang out in the background. But um, at BMCC, I realized like, oh, I can actually go to college for communications and journalism, and that could be my pathway to being on radio because I actually wanted to be on radio before mm -hmm. I got into SiriusXM. Um, but Why as, radio, not TV? I was scared of the camera. Really? Yeah. Really? Yes, very. You don't strike me as that person. Oh, yeah. I'm, I was super, super, super scared of the camera. I'm naturally shy. But because I'm naturally shy, I overcompensate right. with being outgoing. Right. I have right. to because if not, I'll never survive in this world. Um, <laughs> you know what's so crazy? When I got on radio, because um, I was on radio with DJ Sus1, and mm -hmm. Sus would always, I would get my makeup done. Mm -hmm. I would get my makeup done. I would come in with fits, and he would be like, why are you, like, no one's going to see your face. I'm like, is the camera here? Are we interviewing someone? Because if we are, I want to I look good. Mm -hmm. And he was like, you're being a little ridiculous. <laughs> and now look, no, but now yeah. look, radio, even if you're on radio or you're podcasting, there's a camera. There's a so camera. So you was ahead of your time, sis. <laughs> you was ahead of your time. Talk about navigating in two different cultures because you are Afro-Latina. Mm -hmm. So what were some of the difficulties and or expectations? Ooh, well, growing up, I never had to think about it, right? Okay. Like, and I think growing up in New York City... We're so diverse and it's a double-edged sword kind of like mm -hmm. we are super privileged to live in a very diverse city where all people of color just like mix in and we're in a melting pot. Right. And then because of that, there's always the other end of the spectrum where it's like the older I've gotten, the more I realize, oh, shit, like there's a lot of places in this country that's not as diverse. So I could understand why it's com complex for right. people to wrap their heads around me being Puerto Rican and black. Um, and I say that because when I was younger, it was never a thing. 
right? But as I got older and stepped into media more, now it's becoming a thing. Um, but I don't really try to navigate it because that's not my responsibility. Mm. Um, do I sometimes feel the awkwardness or the, I guess, pressure to conform or say, or I guess kind of like, I don't really know. Like, do I feel the pressures sometimes? And then I have to remember like, wait, that's not my responsibility. Right. Like I can wrap my head around being Puerto Rican and black. Why can't anybody else? Um, And I say that because like working in media, sometimes they're like, oh, we're looking for a Latina on camera or we're looking, oh, but you have to speak Spanish. And I'm like, ooh, baby, I can only speak a little Spanish. Right, right. Um, Or we're looking for a black woman, but ooh, you, you look like, you look Latina. Right. So those are the pressures I experience sometimes now. And so I have to talk myself out of like, none of my business. I can't control it. You take it or leave it. Um. So, yeah, it was never a thing growing up, but now that I'm older uh, and, and working in media, it's definitely much more prominent. And it's annoying because right. it's like, right. w- like, it's just super annoying. And down to little things. Like, like what? Like PR shit. Mm-hmm. Like I get a bunch of stuff for Hispanic Heritage Month. Mm-hmm. Far and few between do I get anything for Black History Month. Mm. And I'm like, oh, okay. So like that to me is telling how people look at me. But it's weird. But it's weird because I don't feel like, and this is just from what I know because I've worked with you. I don't feel like you side with one more than the other. I, I feel don't. like you are absolutely proud to be black Both. and Puerto Rican. Yeah. Like you say it all the time. Actually, I say it all the time, and I make sure that I say it because I don't ever want it to seem like. I don't mention them both. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like you imagine, imagine when I'm on The Daily Show and right. I never say like, oh, I'm Puerto Rican and black. And all of a sudden they're like, somebody's like, oh, did you know she's black? The world will be in an uproar because they're right. like, why didn't you say anything? So I right. always make sure that I mention I'm both. I was raised by my Puerto Rican family, but my dad is black. Right. Um, but it's so funny because I talk to like my friends and my boyfriend about this when I get frustrated about like certain things. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if I had my dad's last name, this wouldn't even be a conversation. Mm. But I don't. I have my mom's. And it got spice to it, so thanks, mom. Right. But if I had my dad's, like, it wouldn't be a conversation. But it's always, I always feel like it's something that I have to, hey, remind people. Yeah. Just in case. Right, right. Um, How do you feel like we can change that? Or can we even change that? Um... Because we are in the media space, right? Yeah. And if there is a lack of, then how do we then? I think. Or is it hmm. even possible? Because sometimes possible? I'm like, is it I possible? I think it's possible. Um, do I want to take on that responsibility? No. Because it's almost like I'm not responsible for teaching people how to wrap their heads around things. But at the same time, I think I've had really good experiences sometimes where for example, when I worked with Telemundo, mm-hmm. they were very embracing of me not speaking Spanish and mm-hmm. me also being black. So having that experience was like telling that, oh, this is possible. You get what I'm saying? Like right, this exists. Right. And um, I think the way to fix it is giving more people a platform to talk about it. I also think that you, I do think you change it, right? I think I see that change within Fortune and Forks, right? Because I think you creating this resource group is saying, like, it's also okay to be both, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we go to your events and you see everyone there. It's not yeah, like all flavors. you just see 
you know, blacks or Latino. Like it's it's literally both. It's yep. literally like an even playing field, yeah. which I love. Um, do you ever feel, I guess, not pressure, but kind of like a way, cause I, and I'm just, I'm gonna speak on my experience. When I came over here, I absolutely did not know any English at all. Mm -hmm. I started school in New York. I forgot my Spanish completely. People speak to me in Spanish, and I, I get it. Like, I understand, though, and you can never speak about me in Spanish because yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I understand the entire conversation. But then when the words come out, it's like... Choppy. It's Spanglish, right? Yeah. But then sometimes, and one of my fears with, like, starting growing up Latina was, ooh. People are going to be like... They're going to... I'm like, they're going to... They're going to say, well, she doesn't speak Spanish, how she's repping for, and then it's like, yeah. but I'm doing, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm giving a platform. I'm starting, this is for us, you yeah. know? So do you ever feel like, I guess, kind of self-conscious or down about it? Like, okay, well, I don't speak Spanish or how are people going to look at me? Because that's sometimes how I feel. I yeah. feel like, oh, people are going to roast me for this. I don't, I don't feel subconscious about it. Um, I just wish that I spoke it. And mm -hmm. last year... I wished it so much that I started tutoring. Mm. Um, I kind of fell off, which anybody want to tutor me, holla at me. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yes. um, I want to learn how to speak it because the reality is if I spoke Spanish fluently, I could get to more bags. Right, right. I could get to way more bags. Right. I could hit two demographics. Right. Um, so that's the goal for me next year, and I'm really going to try to lock down. But I don't feel subconscious about it. Um, not knowing how to speak fluent Spanish because I also speak Spanglish. Mm -hmm. um, not, so not knowing how to speak fluent Spanglish, I mean Spanish, Spanish. Mm -hmm. does it make me less Puerto Rican? Mm -hmm. And who, who's to tell me that that makes me less Puerto Rican? Who's, right. the, gate, who's the gatekeeper? Yeah, Let exactly. So we can talk. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I read somewhere that um, your time at, you did for the Cultura, right? Yeah, yeah. With Telemundo. Uh, with Telemundo. Mm -hmm. That they allowed you to wear your hair curly and yeah. they didn't care about, you know, they actually really wanted you to be you. Yeah. So talk about that because I think that's important when you are working with such a big company and they allow you to be yourself. Yeah, yeah. It was, that's, that's actually the platform that I was referencing when I was saying that they embrace everything. Mm -hmm. Like down to my curly hair to the extent where like an executive was like, hey, how, how's it going with your hair? literally asked me about my hair Love like that. how's how's that going because mm -hmm. they are a traditional latin um ca caucasian latin um face fronting right platform right right i don't know if i broke that down correctly right, right. but but we get it we yeah. get it yeah so behind the scenes that affects your hair your makeup the skin tone of your makeup that affects a lot of things so Having them being so concerned and so warm and so welcoming and making sure that I felt good and I felt like myself was fire. I loved it. And I was like, this is what we need more of. Mm. This is what we need more of. And I wish that the show would have continued, but hopefully something else will come down the pipelines because I think what they were doing for the Latin community period, like a Spanglish show, mm -hmm. is fire. Like, yeah. they were hitting the mark. Like, they were hitting the nail right on the head with that show because the reality is there are a lot of Latinos who don't speak Spanish. That's right. So that show was really bridging the gap and it had so much potential. So I think more of those 
hopefully will come down the pipelines and really just put a spotlight on a group of Latinos who don't feel seen. Mm -hmm. So when I was with them, I felt very seen in all aspects. Why Why did they end? Quibi. Quibi <laughs> went down. Aww. Yeah, Quibi, um, they were, the show was a Quibi show. Mm -hmm. And um, when Quibi went down, everything went down for, like with it. So yeah, that's kind of how that went. Okay. Was there ever a time in your career where you felt like you couldn't be yourself? Like you actually had to put on for the camera and you couldn't be like your full you? Um, when I first started, but it wasn't because anybody made me feel like I couldn't be myself. It's because I had just started. So you were turning to like an anchor on yeah, yeah, camera. Yeah, yeah. And I look back at my work and I'm like, ugh, so Why did fucking I do that? cringy. Yeah. But yeah, it wasn't because anybody made me feel that way. It was just... I would just turn on. So right. after years of practicing or time of practicing, I learned how to not turn on. Mm -hmm. And it just, I perform much better now. Yeah. Hire me. <laughs> so now take us through After Sirius. Then what's next for you? After Sirius XM, I, where did I go after Sirius XM? Sirius XM, I started interning with BET. And that was really dope. I started mm. in the music department. You know me, I went in with a plan. I started to... Move around. Yes. <laughs> but one thing about me, too, even though I go into places with a plan, mm -hmm. I make sure I am accomplishing my work in present time. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Yes. And, I, and I talk a lot about that in my ebook. Um, but I talk about doing your job properly while you're there, mm -hmm. but like letting the people around you know, like your superiors and people who can put you in a position. Let them know that you want to be on camera. So mm -hmm. that's what I did when I was at BET. Um, I worked in the music department. I went in, did what needed to be done. I tried my best, always, you know, worked hard, mm -hmm. rarely said no, did everything that was asked of me. Um, and it was a really good experience. And I was like, I'm just going to get my foot in the door. And once I get my foot in the door, I'm going to move around. So right. while I was there, I moved from... The music, no, actually, I moved around the music department. Mm -hmm. And um, one day, well, I had met Gia Peppers when I was there. And one day, I think I was just talking to Gia about wanting to be on camera. And she was like, oh, you should audition for BT Breaks. And I was like, yeah. She was like, I should introduce you to the producer. And I'm like, yeah. She was like, no, right now. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And she literally walked me to um, the producer of BT Breaks office and was like, Tanya, this is Crystal. And Tanya's mom, like, that's the homie till this day. And she was mm -hmm. like, this is Crystal. She wants to audition for BT Breaks. And Tanya was like, okay, cool. Um, so weeks went by and I eventually auditioned for BT Breaks. Mm -hmm. And at first it was like a, we'll call you when we need you basis. And then it kind of turned into something a little more consistent. Nice. And um, yeah, I was just, you know, working very, 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 very hard. Um, and it was funny because, damn, I don't know if I should say this, but when I was at BT, <laughs> no, when I was at BT, uh -huh. um, BT, BT breaks used to film before people started in the office. Like it used to film like at 7 a.m. Uh -huh. So I would go in, I'd film BT breaks and I would go to my other job <laughs> upstairs. And yeah. I was like, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it while I you can. Have like, to. I've always kept like a job or two. Yeah. Um, so that's how I got on camera. Okay. Um, but before that. I was hosting my own podcast, and it was called Kicking It With Crystal Vega. Yes, I remember that. Yes, so yeah, yeah. I hosted my own podcast, uh -huh. and I was interviewing rising artists. I remember that. 
Um, and there were actually some artists that I interviewed or I at least had my eye on who have started popping off. And I'm like, look at that. I could be yeah. a little A and R. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that kind of went into my reel. My BT breaks stuff went into my reel, and I used that to audition for Revolt TV. But wait, who even taught you about reels and headshots and all these things that you I would... learned that stuff on the go, dude. Like yeah. I learned it while I was working. Like okay. while I was at these places, I just started to learn that kind of stuff. Right. Um, which is also why I created my ebook because I feel like I've learned so much over the last couple of years. And it's like not simple stuff, but stuff that's like Damn, why ain't nobody tell me this? Right, right. So I'm just putting in a book and I'm going to help the next person like, yo, I got you. Like, this is some stuff right. that it took me six months to learn, but I'm doing this it so you don't have to. Yeah. Read this in a week. Yeah. You don't even got to go through the six months that I went through. Um, So yeah, at BT, I ended up auditioning for Revolt, got mm -hmm. Revolt News, and things just kind of snowballed from there. Crystal, mm -hmm. you've had an amazing career. Honestly, like yeah. every time I look at everything that you've done, I'm like, wow, do you ever like look back and say, I've done all of this? Oh, yeah. I look back at my notes in mm -hmm. my phone and I think I posted this the year before last year. I had looked back at my notes and I think the note was from like 2015. Mm -hmm. And in that note section was like host for BET, mm. host for Complex, host for E. And at work at Sirius XM and as I was looking back at the notes I was like check 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 and I was just so proud of myself yeah, like sometimes you yeah. you have to take that moment to sit down and reflect and I was like yes I did that and I'm gonna keep doing it what else I need to write down <laughs> how do you deal with like rejection in this industry because that happens often yeah um like are you hard on yourself only when I feel like I didn't do my best. Mm. If I go into something and I'm like, I did what needed to be done. I, I ate that interview up or right. I ate that audition up. That's right. I don't stress. I'm like, it wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. For example, I before I actually worked on the Complex show, um, what was that the sneaker show? Price the Hype. Before mm -hmm. I worked yeah, on yeah. Price the Hype, um, I had auditioned... When I was at BET, I think I auditioned for their complex news role. Mm -hmm. Didn't get it. Two years later, got priced the hype. And throughout, I guess at that moment, I was like, uh-huh. That was my aha moment, I think, right. where I was like, oh, that's why I didn't get complex news. Because this was for me, mm. not that. Um, and I guess from that point on, I've always looked at opportunities like that, like, I think I want this, but it might not be right. what it's kicked up to be. It might not be what God wants me to have. Right. Um, and that's how I look at things now. I try to stay level-headed. As long as I go in and I do what I got to do, Yeah. everything else, it's none of my business. Talk about e-news, because I, I think that was like a very like pivotal point, right, in yeah. your career. Yeah. Where I, even I saw it, and I was like, damn. Yeah. Because that's like most people's goal is to yeah. get on E-News. And then I'm like, wow, Crystal is really doing it. Yeah. Like, so, talk about that and how that came about. Because that's 
That was amazing. I sent in an audition um, through my agents. By the for... way, I don't know what deal you've worked out with God. What? Like, <laughs> you keep getting these blessings. But I, I love this for you. <laughs> I do. You. Thank you. I don't know. Yo, I'll just be calling. you be answering. Um, yeah. But I had, honestly, I think it might be writing, writing stuff down and going into things with, with a plan. Because right. I think that you can always call on God. But you need to put in the work and the action to meet him halfway. Mm. You can't just pray. Right. You can't just pray and not do the work. You right. got to meet him halfway. Um, so I auditioned for their Snapchat show. And it was called The Rundown. Mm -hmm. And everything about it was fire. I love it. It still exists. But yeah. they have a permanent host. Okay. Call me. Oh. <laughs> um, but <Yeah. laughs> so I auditioned for that because she was going on maternity leave. And um, they called me back. I think I might have did one or two rounds of auditions. And then they were like, hey, do you want to come to Cali and shoot the rundown for X amount of times? I think I did five episodes with them. And um, it was really dope. Yeah. It was such a, again, like, yes. What is that moment yes. where you're, like, in the studio in front, of, in front of these, like, big production cameras and, like, there's a whole team, right? There is a whole team. There's a whole team. It there. was dope because yeah. the team was dope. Mm. And the tone of the show was very organic to me. Mm -hmm. It was fast. I'm a fast talker. I don't yeah. know if I'm talking fast right now, but <laughs> I'm a fast no, talker. No, we're keeping up. We're keeping and up. And I really have to slow myself down. Yeah. But the whole show was boom, 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 boom. And it was personality. So mm -hmm. if I had a line, like every line came with personality. And I'm like, good, because I can't turn it off sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and, but that's, yeah. like, that was a part of the show. So being on that show or like sitting in um, allowed me again to be myself, to come on, to give my sass, to talk with my hands to snap my neck, and it yeah. was just dope. It, yeah. Again, opportunities when they align, like, and they're organic to who I am, I'm like, yeah. thank you, God. Thank you, mm. God. What's something that you want to do that you have not done already? I'm sure there's, you know, you probably have, like, a whole <laughs> list of things of, like, that you would even want to do, right? But, like, yeah. what's one thing that you really want to see happen for yourself? Um, I would definitely work with E again or Access Love Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also work with, I mean, I'd work with a lot of large platforms, but yeah. I think a big main goal is to be on a talk show, whether it's like a talk show of two people mm -hmm. or like five people. I think being on a talk show talking about like life and something like the real yeah. would be. They need to do something again. They need to. Yeah. Wait, don't talk about it. They're going to take your idea on camera, girl. Mm-mm. <laughs> Write it down, yeah, put yeah. it in a pitch, and I'm gonna sell it. I'm going to be like, it. Chrissy, you want to be on a... <laughs> yeah, put it in a pitch and sell it. Don't yeah, let them yeah. steal your idea. Yeah. But, yeah, being on something like The Real would be a really big goal for me. And then I think at some point it's like, I'll be content. I will be super content if I can be on something um, like The Real for five, six years, or however long it lasts, like a long-standing show, a yeah. long-standing talk show. I will be very content, and of course, I will find something else to put on my goal list, but yes. I think that um, at that point, I will focus more on just being happy and mm -hmm. appreciative for how far I've gotten and not asking for too damn much. <laughs> but you know? you know what's so dope about you and that I always say? You're not only amazing on camera, but even your work off camera is equally as amazing to me. Thank you. And I've gotten the privilege to work with you. And you really are a hard worker. Like you really, I feel like you don't sleep. 
I pride myself on. I would literally worker. call you at any time, and I'm like, "Are you? You would be in Jamaica, like all these other places, no, and picking up real. your picking up your phone." I'm like, you, I'm, "I'm like, I'm sorry, Crystal. I didn't mean to call you." You're like, "No, it's good. What's going on?" Yep. But you really, really work hard, and I, I think even your work off camera is so powerful. So talk about Fortune and Forks. Yeah. And how that got started. So Fortune and Forks is something I started with my friend Naomi, who you know. Yes. We we yeah. gonna talk like yeah, yeah. we'll talk like we don't know this I stuff. Know. Yeah, uh, this yeah. for y'all. But <laughs> um, so Fortune and Forks, Naomi and I started when she was helping me with my kicking it with Crystal Vega podcast. I met Naomi at BT. I'm gonna mm -hmm. give you a long version. Met yeah, Naomi yeah. at BT. Um, she wanted to be a producer. I wanted to be on camera, and and we also have a very similar personality, and we just clicked. Um, super appreciative for our partnership because we move at the same beat of the drums. Like, mm -hmm. we are very in sync. Where I lack, she progresses. Where she progresses, or, or and vice versa. Right, right. Um, so met her at BT. She was producing Kicking It with Crystal Vega. And at some point, we were just like, yo, we've seen, like, all these amazing events happening for, like, executives and, like, C-suite levels. And they're well-deserving of it. Don't get me wrong. Um, but we were like, what about us? Right. And we were very much the type of people where if we don't have something, we're going to go make it. Mm -hmm. So Fortune and Forks really started because we were like, not not what about us personally, but like, what about us women right. of color? Not That's just right. us individually. Um, and so we started Fortune and Forks as a way to give women their roses while they could smell them. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we wait till we get to the executive level to pat ourselves on the back. And... We don't need to wait that long because mm -hmm. we're doing the work now. Right. And a lot of times in the media industry, it's the interns who are tapped for their opinions and their right. advice. Why? Mm -hmm. Because they're young. This is a, this is, the don't kill me, sport. but this is, yeah, like a young industry and not in the sense of like, you need to be young, but you need to be hip. You right. need to know what the kids are talking about because that's, right. that's how you grow a market. You, you get them when they're young and you grow with them. That's right. So... They want to know who to have perform at such and such awards. They're asking the answer, yo, who are you listening to? That's right. So we felt like we give all this advice anyways. Y'all take this. Y'all go to y'all meetings. Y'all get the big checks. Right. So we started Fortune and Forks to just give women their roses, but also to share resources amongst each other. Mm -hmm. um, like other cultures mm -hmm. share resources. That's right. Um, so that's pretty much how it started. And we started that five years ago. And honestly, it has snowballed. And every time we're about to give up because we're like, screw this. Somebody hits us and they're like, I have a sponsorship for you. Mm -hmm. Or keep going. What you guys are, what you guys are doing is amazing. Um, so I think that's God just keeping us going and, and keeping us patient. Um, COVID affected us tremendously. But since COVID... I think that things have picked up a lot for us. And yes. now more than ever, there are a lot of brands who are putting their money where their mouth is. Mm. They're not just talking about supporting women of color. They're putting their money into supporting women of color. And that's important because support is in action. It's not just this ambiguous. It's just not in words. Word. It's, yeah. not ju it's not just a word. Like, it's in action. Um, so things have really been looking up for us. And I think 2023 is going to be a crazy year so if you see fortune and forex somewhere that's us what was your first event with fortune and forex so we started it's funny because and how many people attended this event so honestly we kept true to the core from the right. beginning till now so 
our first Fortune and Forks was a dinner of 20 women. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I was working at Tao. Yes. Still. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because, wait, was I, I think, honestly, when I was working at BT, I might have still been working at Tao at night. Like okay. I said, I kept two to three jobs. Right. So I was <laughs> yes. doing BT breaks in the morning, BT in the midday, and then Tao at night. Not sleeping. Yeah. Who Just needs sleep? Not I got money. Yeah. Who needs sleep? <laughs> um, yes. So when I was working at Tao, we came up with this idea. I said, Naomi, boom, this is how we're going to do it. I'm going to get the private room. We're going to pay for the dinner because they're not going to give us anything for free. Mm -hmm. And we're going to create a proof of concept and get some photos taken. We had Flo and Gala mm -hmm. as our photographer. And um, Flo took amazing pictures. Fine. She took pictures. She didn't take pictures. She captured ex the experience. Mm. She captured the moments to the extent where we were like, when you look at the picture, you felt like you were there. Right. Um, so it was 20 women. It was women who um, were kind of like at the same position as us um, and all women of color. Mm -hmm. So we did the dinner. We had like, I don't, I can't tell you what the topic of conversation was at the time. Because you do that. That's like the norm, right? For your dinners. Like you actually have the cards where you read off like, what are you, are, are those like icebreaker questions? Mm -hmm. Icebreaker intros. Yeah. Um, I think we started that after like the second or third dinner. At first right. it was more just, I think our first one, it was good. It was right. good to the extent where people were like, right. this was amazing. Yeah. But I have the memory of a pothead, so I can't tell you exactly what happened. <laughs> even though I don't smoke. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so what was it? We had a 20 person dinner. And you guys selected, you and Naomi selected who yes. was, okay. We hand selected women who we knew. Um, who were moving the needle mm -hmm. in their fields. And at the time, I think it was just like the mu music industry women. Mm -hmm. And we tapped a guest of honor. Mm -hmm. We were like, hey, because we usually have a guest of honor and yes. like 19 other women. And we tapped our guest of honor like, hey, like, can you come to this dinner? Um, you know, you, you're an executive. You can speak to the women at this dinner. And at the time, she at first she was like, I don't really understand this concept, but I'll go. Okay. Yeah. Um, and maybe it was just like, her humbleness that was mm -hmm. like, you want me? I don't know what it was. Right. But after the dinner, she was like, oh, at first, she literally came back and was like, at first I didn't understand, but now I see what you guys are doing. Keep doing this. This was amazing work and that's this right. is going to go somewhere. And that's just kind of how it started and it snowballed into other dinners from there. So now our dinners serve more as an entry point and we have a bunch of different events in between right. that um, actually provide a little more resources to the women. Mm -hmm. um, and like I said, we have women of all different levels. Sometimes we have women who are looking to get into an industry. Right. And then women who are established in an industry. And then we have the guests of honors who are like the vets. Mm -hmm. um, so we have an extensive list of people who have been involved in Fortune and Forks. Like, for example, for fashion, um, we did a fashion dinner and we had Lindsay Peoples Wagner. Mm. And Lindsay is a big deal in the fashion world mm -hmm. and actually Flo introduced us to Lindsay I believe via email I love, I love that and Lindsay did not hesitate to pull up and it was just such a testament that like we really do support each other yes we do you guys do and as much as people say like what people of color don't da, da, da. yes we do you mm -hmm. ain't talking to the right ones yeah we do I think what I find interesting, too, is when you guys first wanted to put together a team, right? I think, I'm not sure if the hesitation came from you at first, where you were like, 
would people even want to be a part of this? Mm -hmm. And then it was something that you just put on social media and then this like overwhelming response. I, yeah. I, I was one of them, right? Oh, I'm like, no, I would love to be a part of this. Yeah. So I think even that is even a testament to like the purpose and yeah. like the mission of Fortune and Forks. And the impact. And the impact. we hear very often or like if we pitch something, sometimes we'll get a response in the email like, yeah, we've heard of you guys. And we're like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, yes. we're doing it. Yes. Um, so yeah, the, seeing the impact is always amazing and it's always given us a reason to keep going if we ever had some sort of feeling to stop. Yeah. Um, we be trying, girl. Why Fortune and Forks? Where did you guys come up with that name? Well, I came up with that name. Let's um, go. Naomi hates the name, but... Why? Well, I, I love that name. I love the yes, name. Yes, I do. She, I love that child, name. Child, she don't know nothing. <laughs> but um, Fortune and Forks because fortune, right? Like we're talking about career and, mm -hmm. and path and money and so fortune. Um, and Forks because dinner. Yeah. Um, While you guys are sipping and yeah, eating. Yeah, we're sipping, and... eating. We're breaking bread. But now it's so much bigger than that, yeah. Crystal. Like, now you guys are, like, really, like, you guys just went on tour. Yeah, that was dope. Like, you guys went on tour. Yeah. We partnered like, with Ashley Weatherspoon, who mm -hmm. is um, the pot, wait, no, the host the and host. the owner yes. of Dear Young Queen. Mm -hmm. And she was really dope. She brought us, she tapped us. She came to our Hennessy Women of um, Empower, Women Empowerment brunch, I think it was, mm -hmm. last year in LA. Mm -hmm. And she loved the event that she tapped us a couple months later, like, hey, I do a Friendsgiving every year. Um, do you guys want to be a part of this? And we're going to hit five different cities. I think in the past she did like three cities. Mm -hmm. And she was like, with you guys, I can do five cities. And we can we can make sh shake. Like, we're yeah. going to shake the internet. And That's we're right. like, let's shake the internet. Absolutely. Let's go. Um, <laughs> and it was dope. We received overwhelming response um and it was a really good experience and again another woman tapping us that's right to continue moving forward and tapping us with opportunity putting bread in our pockets mm -hmm. um and just like really looking out for each other so that was amazing we did five cities new york la atlanta dc and miami all that back is... to back in a week and a half i how did you just, do We just did it. Honestly, I felt like I was on tour. I felt like a rapper. Oh my God, yeah. I was like, oh, this is what it feels like to be on tour. Yes. Um, and just hustling. I think we're all hustlers, me, Ashley, and Naomi, yeah. and, and you. But yeah. like we all have this hustle in us, and it was honestly seamless. Mm -hmm. Like we were able to pull it off because we're all like, all right, this didn't work out, keep moving. Like right. we are very much the show must go on kind that's of right. people. So that's how we got it done. We were that's tired. Right. We were beat, but we got it done. How can someone be a part of Fortune and Forks? So right now we are taking applications because of the overwhelming response. Mm -hmm. um, and the applications are vetted and we um, accept applications on mm -hmm. a, a rolling basis quarterly. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's the best way to get involved with Fortune and Forks. Now talk about, which this is my favorite, by the way, Cositas. Okay. Ciao. So that. How do you get into Cositas? So Where does that come everything from? Everything just be rolling into place for me. <laughs> so Cositas started because I, when I was working at Telemundo, COVID hit, I ended mm -hmm. up having to do my own makeup. 
Um, I learned how to do my own makeup. I did my own face today, in case anybody cares. I literally asked you. I'm like, you do your own makeup? Like, how the hell do you do I your own? I did. I love this. Um, COVID made me a professional. That's right. And at the time, I or not at the time, but like I also travel a lot in my private life. Mm -hmm. Um, I travel to my boyfriend all the time, and I always have all this makeup. One day, my one of my homegirls gifted me mm -hmm. a a makeup bag. Uh huh. But it was like a big trunk. It fit all my stuff, but it was a big trunk and it was heavy to carry. And my man, matter of fact, I shouldn't even say this on camera because he's going to come for coins. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. But my, one day um, he was like, yo, you should start your own thing, whatever, whatever. And I was like, yeah, I know. I just need to figure out what I want to start so that it's organic to me. I don't want to just go sell clothes. Like, no right. offense to anybody who does, but that's just not my passion. Mm -hmm. So... One day, he was like, you always carrying that big-ass trunk around. And I was so excited when my friend gave it to me. He was like, damn, I, if I would have known a makeup trunk would have made you this happy, I would have got you that over them shoes I got you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then one day, he was just like, yo, why you don't do like a makeup bag? And I was mm. like, oh, you cute and smart. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yes. And that's what I did. I went online. I started searching for like a lightweight makeup bag and like I had mine constructed and had my shit shipped and it just again snowballed into place I was always traveling I, I needed something that I can put my makeup in and just grab it and go and yeah. leave it on the counter and grab it and go that's and exactly take it on set how I use it and grab it and go yep and it's amazing it fits so much everything everything no literally I have it Kid you not, even in my house, I don't even take out my makeup. Oh, I just leave it in there and then I just, I'm in the bathroom and I'm like, okay. Yep. All right. Zip it up. I love it. Going. It's so dope. I have four because I'm a psycho. I use like <laughs> some for my skincare, yeah. my makeup and my hair stuff and mm -hmm. anything extra like my toiletries. Because it's yeah. also like, it's really a toiletry bag. Yeah. Um, But I'm into makeup. Like that's also one of my... Yeah, my little my interest. Yes, yes. So, um, I love the compartments that it has. Like, yeah. I'm all about that. Like, if one thing can serve like multiple purpose, I'm like, yes, give it to me. Yes, Get, make it practical. Yes, make it practical. Make it easy. And that's what really drew me to that specific product. I was like, this is it because mm -hmm. I wouldn't be just talking shit. Like, yeah. I would be selling something that I really believed in and something that I genuinely use every single day of my life. So go That's get right. it if you have not. A Cositas yes. makeup bag. And I love the name. Genius. Cositas. Genius. Well, I was like, Genius. what What can I do that is, again, organic to me and that also, like, represents who I am, kind of, right? Like, right. And that kind of like promotes speaking the Spanish language. Right. I was like, cositas, because you put your little cositas in it. Yes. And that's it. I love that. I love the color. I Thank love you. that color palette. Um, also, now you have the beauty blenders. I have the beauty blenders. Um, you have well, the, like the makeup blenders. Yeah, yeah. the makeup blenders. <laughs> I'm sorry. And then you also have the uh, brushes, right? Like the set, yep, the, the packaging for the brushes. The brush pouch. Uh huh. Um, the you have the cover blender. now for yep. the blender. Mm -hmm. So put your blenders Look at me. I'm in the I know you got my whole line. <laughs> and this is my brand ambassador. Because <laughs> yeah. um, I absolutely, I love your line. Thank you. Yeah, thank I you. Do. It's just practical and it's like real. So if y'all looking to support a Latina uh, own brand, come at me. Yes. Um, but it's just super practical. And right now I am going to work on some more colors because I think the black, like I said, is a practical color. But people have seen my pink 
one, which was just kind of like a tester. Ooh. And they're like, ooh, where's that color yeah. at? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Not, it's not out yet. Um, but yeah, so I have the, the blender, the blender case, the brush pouch, and the bag, and then soon come more. Mm, I'm excited about that. Thank you. I'll send it to you first. Yes, please do. <laughs> um, and then also like now, okay, Fortune and Forex, Cositas. Mm -hmm. What else do you want to do? I feel like there's still more in you. I'm yeah, not going to lie. I'm working on an ebook right now. Well, yes. no, I'm not. It's done. It's done. It's done. I'm just cleaning certain things up because I'm a psycho and I decided to like last minute design it myself. Yeah, I, I feel online. like you're like the rapper that like to the day that the album comes out, you're making little tweaks, tweaks. and everything. Yeah, 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 that's me. Okay. Um, I was being a psychopath and I was online looking. First of all, I had a January 15th deadline. Um, and January 3rd, I was like, all right, I'm going to hire somebody now mm -hmm. to design this. Uh -huh. January 4th, I woke up and I was like, fuck that. I'm designing this shit myself. That's right. I went on and I designed it in like four or five days and I... I've been working on it since. Now it's about 50 to 60 pages, which is much wow. longer than I thought. Like when I was writing it, I was honestly just pouring myself into it um, and, you know, putting all my knowledge down on paper. Mm -hmm. And once I started like laying it out and designing it and like breaking it up, it ended up being like 60 pages. Um, and it's kind of like a hybrid between a boring ebook and a planner. So you get a little bit of both. Okay. And it's called Map to Media. So it's like a guide to how to get into the media entertainment industry for mm -hmm. beginners and intermediate. I talk about so much. In like this. what? Like what are you, what are some of the topics that reels, resumes, mm -hmm. media kits, lawyers, agents, managers. Um, what that. else do I talk about? Internships, mm -hmm. platforms you can use. Like I also provide some resources. Uh, like I take sometimes. Um, why am I blanking? What's the name? What's the name? Well, I take, like, what is those classes? Why am I blanking on the what? name? Like, acting what? classes. Um, they Wait, have to think on your what? feet. I'm blanking. Improv? Improv classes. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I'm what's like, the word? Blanking. I take yeah, improv, improv class. So I'm literally, like, listing things that I do for people to, hey, look into this if you like. Right. This is going to help your skills. Um, I'm listing what teleprompter I use, camera, everything. everything so this everything. is, like, your own personal experience that you have had into this book. Mm-hmm. And... Still providing the resources. Mm -hmm. Now, also, is there, like, maybe sheets where people can kind of work things out on their own? Mm -hmm. and Love that. So, like, Love it's a that. hybrid. There are a couple of sheets in there where I'm asking the reader questions um, and forcing them to write stuff down the way mm. I did, writing stuff down in my notes because that's how I got things done. So I'm asking you questions about where you want to be, like, what's your goal, and how are you going to get there? Right. Um, and really forcing the reader to sit down and think, okay, how are you going to get this done? Mm -hmm. Right? Because I don't want people to purchase something and then be like, this was ambiguous as shit. Like, I hate when I go to listen to somebody give advice and they're like, just work hard. And I'm like, I need the motherfucking yeah. recipe. Yeah, like, like, what does that even mean? Right. Like, work and, hard. Work hard on what? What is it? Right. Work hard on what? And yeah. don't get me wrong. Like, there's no specific recipe to success, but... Get, give me the ingredients or something. Right, right. Um, so I am literally pouring everything I know into this book. Um, and yeah, so there's worksheets in there that you can use. And I'm debating if I'm going to like print out some copies for people to actually uh, I love like, that. write on. Mm -hmm. um, and then when I release it for like the first month, mm -hmm. well, the first 30 purchasers, mm -hmm. I'm going to provide them a 15 to 20 minute consultation. 
So, oh, so one on one with Crystal. Yeah, one on one. Read it. Come ask me questions or ask me questions before you read it. Whatever you want to do, I'm here to give advice. And and you know, I love giving advice because that's how I got into the the industry. Gia, Gia literally grabbed my hand and was like, "Come, I'm going to introduce you." And right. like, I would love to do that. So this is my way of doing it on a more like mass scale mm-hmm. um, with more people. Do you find like a lot of people were asking you for advice? We're still always. And I like, and I want to, but like, and I want to help everybody, but it's hard when I'm doing all these other things. Right. So if there's a way for me to kind of like put it all together and be like, Hey, like check this out. Um, and you know, if you're one of the first people to purchase it, let's talk. Right. Um, so yeah. I love that. Okay. So the eBooks coming out now, would you ever teach a class on this? Because I, I almost feel like this would be the next step, but I'm not too sure. Yeah, so I don't know if God's talking through you, <laughs> but um, you were like the third or fourth person who asked me this within the last couple months of me mm-hmm. talking about my ebook. Yes, I will teach a class on it. Um, it's funny, my agent also asked me if I wanted to teach a class at, I think, NYU about it, or I don't know. Was it NYU? No, 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 it wasn't NYU. Let me not make myself up like that. Um, <laughs> um, it was a, it was yeah. a college class. And okay. she was like, do you want to teach a class about this? I'm not sure if you're interested because she teaches a class right. um, in media. And I was like, mm-mm, mm-mm, no, I can't. Really? But, yeah, I can't teach, like, a college course on it, but I can teach a course on it. Right. I think I would be scared to teach a college Why? course on it. I feel I like know, you went through. I'm not a through... professor. No, I think it's in your experiences. Yeah, but I feel like I lack, I'm not a believer in doing things where you lack the credentials. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, which is why it took so long with the ebook, because I thought about this a while ago, but I'm like, I need to, I need to marinate a little more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, And then you I'm also not, strike me as like a perfectionist. Yeah, I'm not, no. And no? the funny part is I'm not a perfectionist because mm-hmm. I think everything is always a work in progress. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll be done with shit. And I'm like, let's get it out. Yeah. But. I just don't believe in selling people bullshit. Right, that's right. Period. Like, mm-hmm. none of my work. I'm a super hard worker, and I like all of my work to reflect that. So when I decided to do this ebook, I was like, okay, I think I have the credentials now to talk about this. Right. And at first, when I first wrote it, it was like 12 pages, but like, I, but 12 pages, like, back-to-back writing. No, mm-hmm. I think it was like 16 or 20 of nothing, just writing. Mm-hmm. And I felt a little, like, insecure about it because I'm right. like, damn, this is only 20 pages. And then when I broke it down and started designing it, it kind of like gave me more confidence about it. Even though I have the credentials, it mm-hmm. gave me more confidence to be like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm really doing something here. How long did it take you to work on this ebook? Um, I want to say not every day. Let's, I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. Mm-hmm. I didn't sit down every day and work on it, but it took me like a year. A year. Yeah. 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 It's like, so you really. Yeah, I poured into on it. this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what would the Crystal Vega now tell the Crystal Vega back then? Oh, I feel like this is always such a hard question because when you change things in the past, it changes the future. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. so I think the only thing that I would tell myself is just keep your eyes on the prize. Like you, like you always have, keep your eyes on the prize Keep going. Stay focused on yourself, ex- yourself, especially as a young girl, like in New York City. It's very easy to get distracted with other bullshit. But just to continue focusing on myself um, and, and, and trust my instincts because I think my instincts have gotten me to where I am. Like I've turned down positions for Louis Vuitton. 
because not Louis. Yes, Louis. Yes, Damn. I. Yes, they hired me in everything. Oh my god! And I Why'd turned you it down, turn that down? <laughs> because I turned this down before I even started. Because mm-hmm. I used to work at Tory Burch. I worked in a bunch of places. Mm-hmm. So I worked at Tory Burch, and I was leaving there, and I wanted to find a different job. This is before I worked at Tao. And I ended up getting a job at Louis Vuitton. And then um, I just thought to myself, like, how are you going to get an internship in the media industry if you're not available during the day? Mm. You got to be flexible Mm -hmm. because you need it, not them. Mm -hmm. They don't need you. They got a bunch of you. You need them. Mm -hmm. So I got the position and I'm not going to lie, I said some bullshit. And I was like, I can't work here no more. I was in there signing my paperwork they're like are you sure like they wanted me so bad yeah and I'm almost at, like are you sure yeah no and <laughs> yeah. I appreciate y'all and and they were really very sweet people but I just had an epiphany where I was like oh no you're standing in your own way if you do this you're not going to be able to get an internship if you're working during the day so go work somewhere at night and that's how I ended up at Tao. I think that's interesting right because now there's two parts to that I think one it's learning when to tell yourself no mm-hmm and then two is the risk in leaving a day job. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. what is that like for you to leave? Because, right, people have a day job for security. Yeah. So yeah, the fact so, that you're just, like, risking it all, like, I mean, you still had a job, of course. You had Tao. Yeah. Well, but, no, I had to find Tao. Yeah. I yeah, didn't have a did, job. Okay. Um, And I don't think I really answered this question earlier when you asked me about the response I got from my mom mm-hmm. when I told her I decided to do, like, on-camera work. I mm-hmm. never answered that. So here we are. Here we are. <laughs> um, but my mom has been super supportive about it from the beginning. At first... She was hesitant, but not hesitant in a way of, like, you shouldn't do this. It was hesitant, like, are you sure? And I had to give her the energy of, I got this. Like, trust me, I got this. And since we had, like, that one small interaction of, like, this is what I want to do, and I'm going to get it done, she's always supported me on it. And, Mm -hmm. like, because of that, I was able to say no to Louis Vuitton. And don't get me wrong, my mom... Would be on me like, you you gonna get a job or an internship? Like you gonna do something? Right. Um, you're not just gonna do nothing. And I've never right. been the type to do nothing. Hence why I do twenty different things all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but my mom has always been super supportive, so I think I'm privileged in that way to be able to be like, okay, I can sit down for two weeks and find another opportunity. And right. I probably literally found Tao within two weeks of saying no to Louis Vuitton. That's amazing. Yeah, like that's like the ultimate confidence. Where where do you feel like? Where do you get your confidence from, from a place where there is no confidence? Like when you can't see the whole staircase. Yeah. Like how do you mm. keep going? I feel like That's I str- question. I feel like I struggle with that. I'm not gonna. I lie. was about to ask you. How, well, how do you find it? Cause I d- I just do it. Right. Regardless, Same. if I see the first two steps, that's actually all, all I need, need to, to see. see. <laughs> I don't need to right. see the staircase. No, I think that um, being a planner. And just seeing stuff through um, gives me that confidence, I guess. Uh, And I think that you just need to have confidence. I'm a very confident person. Yeah. Because I feel like when I was a little kid, when I was a little girl, I wasn't. I wasn't. Right. So the older I got, the more I was like, if I don't get some confidence, everybody going to step all over me. Mm -hmm. And once I started kind of like loving myself, Mm-hmm. Like, ooh, I'm that girl. Yeah. Like, really 
believing believing that and like being that gave me confidence and that kind of translates to getting it done and yeah. I come from a working family like my grandfather he is the epitome of a hard worker he mm. works to this day he he got to be about 70 80 years old and, and he's still he loves to work mm-hmm. he's crazy um born and raised Puerto Rico crazy yeah. Puerto Rican very but loud. I think when you enjoy working yeah like yeah, and then they also say when you hit a certain age, um, the minute you stop working, it like yeah. everything is just like it's different. It's it's, it's completely different for you because you lose like the ability to like do certain things. Do certain things. Yeah. Once you stop doing what you're used to, I think your body kind of like feels that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I come from that kind of background, and my mom too. Like I come from a family where like ain't nobody calling out of work, go to work, um, and that has translated to everything that I do. So I was able to get that Sway in the Morning um, reference from right. my Sirius XM team in the morning because guess what? I was there at 5 a.m. And they knew that I was going to tell after. And I think that they were like, yo. How is she doing? How is she doing? How is she doing this? How is she doing Um, it? But then when do you take the time to rest? Tell when I'm gone. Literally. Yeah. I think now I'm learning how to rest a little more and to say know to things when necessary but I like to work and my boyfriend's like you different you don't close yeah. your laptop no you don't and I'm like I don't you really don't I don't I want to talk a little and if you can I know this wasn't like something that I like shared with you before but if you can because also like you you are with someone that supports mm-hmm. your dreams what you do he pushes you mm-hmm. to do more and I think that's important right because oftentimes when you are with someone who does not support anything, that mm-hmm. kind of puts you down, right? If you're yeah. in that environment, especially if this is like your forever plus one or whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah. But you have someone and you really partner with someone who really like sees it for you. He yeah. sees like the best in you, wants the best yeah. for you and pushes I mean, you to be he, the best. I mean, he, he, he met, well, we met when I was already this person, which is why right. I think it's important. Like when you get into a relationship, make sure you're happy with yourself. Mm. Um, because that relationship should always be an addition of you. You get what I'm right. saying? Um, but speaking, well, we were talking about confidence, but when I was younger, mm-hmm. I was in a relationship and I had did something at the time and the person didn't want to show up to what I was doing. or And they were super insecure about what I was doing, something like that. Right. And in my head, I remember telling myself, having myself, having that conversation with myself and being like, oh, if you can't handle this now, you ain't gonna be you're not gonna be able to handle what I have coming. Mm. And I don't know why I felt that way in my head because I was young. Right. I don't know why I felt that way. But, but it maybe it was God in me yeah. telling me, like, go, mm-hmm. leave this alone. Mm-hmm. And that to me was like a moment of confidence and being like, you have no idea who I'm gonna continue being. Mm. Um, so the person I'm with now, super supportive. Um, I mean, I've always been the same person since he's met me, so he knows, like, I don't play about my job. Like, yeah. I don't play about what I do. I don't play about my projects. Um, and he supports that. Can that get difficult in terms of, like, balance? Like, yes. the balance between, like... Yes. So bad. You and him time versus, like... Because I feel like you're always on. Yes. Like, you're always on. And he'd be like, close your laptop. This is not happening. I've never seen... Yo, I've never seen you relax. Yeah. Legit. I'm he's like, anything. close your laptop. It's... 2 a.m. is not healthy. And I'm like, yeah. I'm going though. I'm a night owl. So I yeah. 
once I get going. Yo, Crystal will literally send decks at like three, four in the morning. I'm like, yeah, what the hell? I could, I, I'm in my third dream, Crystal. I like, know, but also like if I'm not waking up early for work and I'm going to keep it a buck with y'all, if I'm not waking up early for work or something, I sleep in late and then I work. Like I love to work at night, child. Yes. I get a glass of wine and I'll get it in. I'll take yeah. over the world at night. Um. So, I come alive in the nighttime. Yeah, I literally, I come alive in the nighttime. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes he's like, all right, come on, you've been on this laptop all day. And it's also bad for my eyes. Yeah. So he's like, just just close it, turn it off. Um, excuse me. But, you know, he know, he knows I just don't play about it. And I also make sure that I make time because the reality is nobody wants to be with somebody who don't got time for them. You That's get what true. I'm saying? You and have to nurture the relationship. You have to nur- You yeah. have to water it like a like a plant. Yeah. Um. So I do my best to make time for both. And we're also together very often. So like the five minutes that I'm like not on my laptop, like I'm interacting with yeah. him. You get what I'm saying? So. Um. So yeah, I think I've been able to find a really good balance in um in this relationship and with the person I'm with because I also want to. Mm-hmm. Like I want that to, part. You gotta want it. You gotta want it. You gotta, you gotta want, want it. it. But I think that it's possible to have and want both. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been it's been working out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Marriage, kids. Um, Is that in your future? Is that something you even want? Like, yeah, I always tell him. I mean, no. Before him, I was like, I don't want that. Really? And yeah. You can never picture yourself as like. Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. Nope. For what? I'm for what? Yeah. Um. <laughs> But now I'm like, okay, I could do this. I could do this marriage thing with you. With you. Right. Oh, with, with you. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah with we can you. make this work. Yeah. Um, we're very Together. similar. Right. We're <laughs> yeah. very similar and we're different, but like in the sense we balance each other out. Um, but before him, I didn't believe in marriage. I didn't care for marriage because yeah. I feel like it's such a legal arrangement. And even now, still, like, I'll get married, but. It's not on some, like, I wasn't a little girl dreaming about marriage. Like, I was never the type. Um, but now I'm like, I, I, we, should, we should get married. Yeah. We should get married. Yeah. And we can have babies. Because I see how much, I, like, I see how great he is with his son. And I'm like, oh, okay, so you are a good dad. All right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're a good dad. This yeah. is great. Um, yeah, maybe in, like, three or four years. Nice. Yeah, I'll pop one out. Let's see. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, a couple rapid fire questions for you. Mm-hmm. Tell me you're Latina without telling me you're Latina. Um, wearing a thubi, running errands. Ooh. So that is like a head wrap after you get like a washing set from the Dominican spot. Girl, I would take out the pinchos and my hair would be like, oh. Yes, like, yes. It so would be really, thriving. After they done burnt your scalp yes. 20 times, that shit felt amazing when you yes. take off that wrap. I would tell people, I'm like, if I go to the hair salon and they literally don't burn my scalp, it ain't done right. It's not done right. It ain't done right. It's not done right. Bye. <laughs> what does it mean to you to be Latina? Um, it means pride. Mm-hmm. I feel like I get a lot of my pride from my grandfather. He is a proud, loud, crazy Puerto Rican, and because of him, I'm just extremely proud of where we come from. Love that. Um, who do you look up to? Oh, this is a good one. You didn't write this down. I know I didn't. Um, and it's also not even in my cards, but I just looked and I was like, no, this is what I No, but I, I like this. I like this. Yeah. Um, so it's funny because I never really looked up to anybody. 
I kind of, or at least I thought I never really looked up to anybody. I kind of just did my own thing. Mm -hmm. And it's funny that people also also ask me, like, industry-wise, like, who do you admire? And I never really had a list, right? Um, But as I got older, I realized the people I look up to are the people who affect my character Mm. and my morals. So, like, my grandfather, my mother, my grandmother who passed away. But those people, and, you know, like, my family is super strong. Like, growing up, it was 10... Puerto Ricans in a one to two bedroom household. Mm-hmm. So like I come from like a super strong, tight niche family. Right. Um, and I think that those are the people that I look up to because of those characteristics and those morals, I'm able to achieve what I've achieved and am going to continue achieving in my career and in my life mm-hmm. um, because of them. Mm-hmm. That was such a great answer, by the way. Thank you. Okay. Finish this sentence. Growing up Latina is? Is an experience. It's such mm-hmm. an experience from the food to the music to the way we talk to the way we joke on each other um, to the way we handle hard times. It's, it's an experience. Crystal. Oh, one more question okay. before, before you get out of here. I have to ask you about your style because I absolutely love mm. your style. You Thank always you. give looks. Thank you. Honestly, like, where did this passion of oh, no. fashion come from? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> not. Um, I think that I love to look good. Mm-hmm. I I hate to do the shopping part of it, but I love to look good. And being from New York is is drip or drown. Like, That's if right. you're in high school. And you not wearing some fly shit, they are, they're going to heat you. That's right. And I think that because of that, I've always been the type of person, like, I got to look fly. Mm-hmm. It's just in my DNA, being from New York. That's right. Mm-hmm. Love you, Crystal. You Love always you. look fly. Thank you. You are such a fly person. Thank and thank you. you so much for being on the show. Because no, thank you for having me. I love you. what you're doing. And Aww. I love that you are killing it with every single episode, Ali. Like, you are such a hustler and I can't wait to see you in two or three years. You Oprah child, you better watch it. You better watch <laughs> Thank it. Thank you. Thank you. Are there any like last things you want to say to your fans, followers, people that support you? Um where they can find you. Yeah, find me on Instagram at Crystal Vega, Crystal with a K. TikTok, Crystal Vega with an underscore. We Which by the way, that. I love your TikTok. Thank you. You think I'm funny? <laughs> I'll be trying. <laughs> yes, I love your TikTok. <laughs> thank yeah. you, thank you. No, I love TikTok. I think it's a platform where you could be yourself um, organically and you don't have to worry about, like, the aesthetic and this and that. And I just really be on TikTok having a good old time by myself. Yeah. And just being myself. That's, like, the B side of Crystal. The A side is, like, Instagram and then the yeah. B side. Catch I love her on TikTok. Like that. Yeah. Catch me on TikTok. Where is that? You heard? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the show. Crystal Vega. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and the crowd goes wild. wild. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Thank you.